This is JDSA's Law Talk. This is the program that gives you the straight facts on our laws and how they affect your everyday personal and professional life. Workplace discrimination. It's unlawful. There are both federal and state laws to prohibit it. However, how do you recognize if you are being discriminated against or harassed or bullied at work? What are your rights? Whether you're an employer or an employee, this episode is for you. In this episode of JDSA's Law Talk, attorney Stephanie Bale joins the show to discuss workplace discrimination and what you need to know about it. I'm Clint Strand, and this is JDSA's Law Talk. You're listening to JDSA's Law Talk, brought to you by JDSA Law, one of the largest full-service law firms in North Central Washington. Add your voice to the show. Email your questions to lawtalk at jdsalaw.com. Stephanie, always good to talk to you. Hi, good to talk to you too. Not necessarily the most fun topic, but a really important one. Workplace discrimination. No one wants to be the target of it, and no one wants to be accused of it. So let's get into the basics here. Legally, when we talk about workplace discrimination, what is it? Yeah, so we're going to talk about unlawful workplace discrimination, which has a number of definitions, but generally we could say it's unwanted and offensive conduct based on a legally protected characteristic that interferes with an individual's job or performance. Okay. Give me an example of what we're talking about here. I mentioned earlier a legally protected characteristic. Yes. So we would talk about behavior, which has the purpose and effect of upsetting someone's job or their ability to perform. And it has to be based on the legally protected characteristics, which are defined. So it's going to be slightly different than bullying in the workplace, which is a common problem at this point in time. So we could have bullying occurring in the workplace, and it might not necessarily jump to the definition of an unlawful workplace discrimination. Interesting. So we have to look at a couple things. We have to go through what I had described. There are elements to that. And then we also have to look at the protected class. But you hear a lot of about it in the news right now. The government has expanded what is a protected characteristic. But traditionally, I think an example would be if a female employee is repeatedly passed up for a promotion, even though she's the most qualified for the position, there could be a situation of discrimination against her based on her protected class of sex. Okay, that makes sense. So I'd imagine I'm thinking of the old adage, uh, an ounce of prevention's worth a pound of cure. In this case, an ounce of prevention's worth uh, a grand in in litigation. Um, But prevention, I imagine, is so important. Yes, when it comes to this issue, preventing this in the first place. Yeah, I mean, there's a value to just treating each other with respect in the workplace, right? Um, I think that should be the most important issue. As a lawyer, I often have a conversation with my clients who are usually employers that there's a cost. But before we even look at at the cost, let's look at doing the right thing and treating each other with respect and creating a workplace that we value. And that alone is, is what should be the focus. But absent that, you're right. Bad actions and bad actors result in, in lawsuits. 
Absolutely. Well, let's talk about the big picture when it comes to laws. We had mentioned in earlier conversations about how federal laws are kind of the ground floor protections. They're the they're the baseline. State laws can add upon that and add levels of protection. Let's start federally here. So the big federal laws that protect you against workplace discrimination, what are those? So there's the Civil Rights Act, the Equal Pay Act, the Age Discrimination and Employment Act, the American with Disabilities Act, and the Genetic Information Non-Discrimination Act. Okay, so those are the legal basis, the legal ground floor. Federally, Washington has been known as a more progressive state out of the 50 when it comes to individual protections. Does that carry over into this? What do the state laws look like here in the state of Washington? We have the federal law, which creates our floor, and then we can go up from that in terms of additional protections to employees under state law. For example, in Washington, a protected characteristic is gender identity and gender expression, which we don't have at the federal level. We also have, just generally for those who are curious, the protected characteristics in Washington would be race and color, religion and creed, national origin, age, disability, marital status, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression. Okay. Well, laws aren't worth much unless they're actually being being enforced. So who enforces this to make sure that employers are, and employees, colleagues, are towing the line? Yeah, these are enforced by the Washington Human Rights Commission. Okay. So... I have a question when it comes to discrimination, because I think for a lot of people, harassment and discrimination are almost interchangeable. Legally, that's not really the case. They're they're similar but different, right? Let's talk about what is harassment. Let's do that. There's a couple different types of harassment. I'd say really two buckets. We have quid pro quo sexual harassment, which would be something for something. That's what quid pro quo mean. It's gotten a lot of... Got a lot of play recently. Yeah, yeah. But this means something for something. It's a fancy way to say that. And that is a specifically sexual related type of harassment. Okay. And then we have a hostile work environment, which could be sexual or non-sexual harassment. To go into a little bit more detail about quid pro quo, that would occur when an individual's submission to or rejection of sexual advances is used as a basis for employment decisions affecting the individual. So employment or other benefits would be conditioned on submission to the conduct or rejection of the conduct results in a negative employment-related action. So we've talked about that first element, sexual harassment. Let's talk now about that second element that you referred to, a hostile work environment. Legally, what does that mean? So a hostile work environment is harassment based on sex or any other legally protected characteristic. This type of harassment is what I talked about earlier, unwelcome and offensive conduct based on a legally protected characteristic, which we listed earlier. And it has the purpose or effect of either interfering with an individual's performance or creating an intimidating, hostile, or offensive working environment. Okay. And when we talk about liability, we're talking employers can be liable, but you can be liable as well. As an individual, uh, there's an element to that as well, right? Yeah, but 
my job is usually in the aspect of employers. That's who my clients are. Um, but I think it's important for employers to be aware that they're liable for potentially both the actions of their employees, but also they can be liable for a harasser who's not an employee. An example that came up recently is an individual who worked in a grocery store was regularly being harassed through offensive conduct, and the employer was aware of this repeated behavior by this customer and failed to do anything to prevent it going forward. And the employer was then liable to the employee for the effectively the harassment occurring by the customer. So um, I also want to note that the harasser can be a victim's supervisor or higher up, or it can be a coworker. Um, so we're looking at protecting an employee from their boss, from their coworker, and even from somebody who's not employed by the employer. Stephanie, when we talk about harassment, let's give some real world examples of when we say sexual harassment, this is sexual harassment. What are some examples of that? So that could be blatantly sexual behavior, like displays of sexually suggestive objects or pictures, offensive jokes, a violation of boundaries. So unnecessary touching, patting, pinching, hugging, repeatedly brushing up against another employee. Repeated unwanted flirtations or sexual advances could also be verbal interactions. So that would be demeaning or degrading comments based on sex or gender. Um, Lewd or graphic commentary about an individual's body or appearance. Uh, Expressing disapproval of a person's intimate relationships or ridicule or insults based on a perceived failure to conform to a gender stereotype. So not being the tough masculine guy, for example. Okay. So on the flip side, what are not examples of sexual harassment? So often petty slights, annoyances, or isolated instances will not meet the legal definition of harassment. Um, Unwelcome conduct, which is not based on a person's protected characteristic, also would not meet the legal definition of harassment. These would be examples of what we'd see as, or what we'd refer to as maybe workplace bullying, where it's generally not approved behavior and it's not welcome in the workplace, but it wouldn't necessarily rise to the level of unlawful harassment. We still have to meet the legal standard of unlawful harassment before we could begin to get the protections of that law. I'm vaguely uncomfortable doesn't cut it then. That's right. Okay. Unless you're uncomfortable. I mean, if vaguely is an issue, but being uncomfortable could be the sign or could lead to an unlawful harassment if it's if we go through those um, elements we talked about before. If my discomfort stems from comments because of something related to my protected class, then we have a problem here. Yeah, I'm uncomfortable because this guy keeps standing really, really close to me and rubbing up against me on a regular basis throughout the day. That makes me uncomfortable. And then it has a purpose and effect like we talked about. Okay. Lots of information here. Let's wrap all this together when we wrap up right here on JDSA's Law Talk. That's coming your way next. This is JDSA's Law Talk. Listen to more episodes wherever you find your favorite podcasts. 
Stephanie, for employers, what can employers do to ensure that they're on the right side of the law and that they don't find themselves served papers or in a courtroom? Yeah, so employers need to have a policy that's clearly communicated to their employees so the standard of acceptable conduct is being communicated. They need to have training so folks don't just, you know, glance at the page of policy and sign the acknowledgement form and go on with their day, but that they have a conversation and they understand how this law works in the day-to-day interactions with their coworkers. Um, they need to encourage coworkers to report the behavior. So if people don't feel comfortable having that conversation, it won't be reported. Mm. So encouraging individuals to report it, providing a safe environment for that conversation, and then never allowing a retaliation to occur after an employee reports conduct. And that's protected by the law. There can't be a retaliation against an employee for reporting the conduct that's a concern. All really important details, and thanks for breaking it down for us. Our featured attorney, Stephanie Bale, Always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks so much. Yeah, my pleasure. And if this topic interested you, there's a lot more where that came from, both on our website, jdsalaw.com. Find our podcast tab and you can listen to a host of other subjects. Also, you can find, like, rate, and subscribe wherever you consume your podcasts. You'll find us there. I'm Clint Strand, and this is JDSA's Law Talk. You've been listening to JDSA's Law Talk. Topics covered in this program are for informational purposes only and are not intended to be professional advice. Before making any legal decision, seek the advice of a relevant professional. To ask a question, arrange a meeting with a JDSA attorney and find Law Talk episodes on other topics. Connect with us at JDSALaw.com. Thanks again for joining us on JDSA's Law Talk.